unscripted. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. We have a very special guest today that goes by the name of Jeff Roundy. And Jeff is a very special guy because he also is a YouTuber. His YouTube channel is called Latter-day Saint Q&A. Tell us a little bit about your channel. I served a mission about 30 years ago in uh, the southern United States in the Bible Belt and ran into a lot of uh, antagonistic people towards the, the church. And um, so I studied a lot of the topics uh, that were brought up then and I just fa- found a passion for it. And so continued all- along that way for 30 years. And uh, uh, I was at the Fair Mormon Conference last August. And Fair Mormon is a institution that uh, defenders of the of the church, essentially. They have an annual conference. And um, this was the first time they had a general authority speaking there. And it was uh, Elder Kevin Pearson of the 70. And he really uh, threw out a challenge for, for us there to be much more vocal on social media. And he pointed out uh, YouTube, actually, as a, a big place and the church it's so lopsided that it was like 10 to 1 i would say negative to positive on, on, YouTube. on youtube yep and we have noticed that yeah, yeah as i've studied from the videos i always like to see what's out there and it's just it's it's overwhelming the the negative to the positive ratio so he he really put a challenge out there and he said a lot of people today it it's the predominant search engine for people for information if they're under 40 particularly it's number 2 overall but for for those under 40 it's a huge thing and so um he threw this out and i i had just been kicking this idea around for the last um year anyway of trying to do something on social media i was completely uh, naive about the the whole how to do it and everything like that but i was at lunch with my wife afterwards and i had just felt this this kind of pricking of the heart while i was there listening to that my wife had had the same experience and at lunch she said i think you need to do something and i said i think i'm supposed to do something <laughs> no, i do not want to do it it's like i was fighting it yeah but i just had this feeling okay and and when i when i had this experience i felt like i don't want to just address or, or defend the faith I want to promote the faith as well. Right. So I thought, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a list of every criticism of the church, essentially, that somebody could have. If they're studying the gospel or if they're a member and they've had a crisis of faith over something, and I just want to basically put put out a video on every single topic, but simultaneously, every time I put out something, I want to put out an evidences video. That's what I call it, an evidences video, hmm. where I'm, as obviously, I would start with the Book of Mormon. That was the first one. But just talk about, like the last one I did was Messiah ben Joseph. It's this uh, ancient Hebrew uh, tradition, thousands of years old. But about this this uh, restorer that would come before the Messiah Ben David mm. the, in his glory, and so talking about all these traditions of rabbis over centuries and how Joseph Smith's life correlates with that in a stunning way. So just talking about that that, that would be an example yeah, yeah. of something like that or premortal life teachings. Now there's no Christian religion that that teaches those those things today and how it all changed in about 600 A.D. Talk about how that change happened. Mm. 
and how we have we're the only ones that that have that doctrine. So, uh, but just things like that. So putting out just fascinating uh, evidences type thing at the same time. Yeah. And I and I I'll share a quote that I had in my head from uh, Elder Holland, which he shared at the BYU Chiasmus Conference in August of 2017. This was his quote. He said. My testimony to you tonight is that the gospel is infallibly true and that a variety of infallible proofs supporting that assertion will continue to come until Jesus descends as the ultimate infallible truth of all. Our testimonies aren't dependent on evidence. We still need that spiritual confirmation in the heart, but not to seek for and not to acknowledge intellectual documentable support for our belief when it is available is to needlessly limit an otherwise incomparably strong theological position. We ought to be more assertive than we sometimes are in defending our testimony of truth. Hmm. And so I thought this is perfect. And, and uh, YouTube is such a great place to do it. You know, to This is one thing I do love is putting and thinking through, okay, what are all the great resources that are out there on this topic? And you guys are great at doing this. You just, And put it all in the show notes, right? And so mm-hmm. you have all this this data that's there for people if they want to go deep. But a lot of people don't want to go deep. They yeah. just kind of want to know, okay, what, what what do the critics say about this? And give me the, the household of faith answer of how you view this. And, you know, where, because there's faithful answers that you can address really any of these topics. And they, they like to get it, I think, a lot of people just in that short version yeah there and then they'll go deep if they they want it so you mentioned that it's people younger than 40 that are predominantly going to youtube i'm gonna i'm gonna go out on a limb here and assume that you are not younger than 40 so safe bet (laughs) so so how was your um this is more of a like a, a semantic technical question but how was it, uh, or how has it been so far adapting to kind of a younger social media oh. platform? It's been kind of a little bit crazy. I mean, I, you guys probably experienced this too, just in the beginning, for where, where I've gotten to now. It's, it's more polished, I would say. But in the beginning, I didn't really know what I was doing. And I would say if you have this passion to do it, I would say just get started. Don't feel like you have to be perfect. I look back at some of the early videos now, I think those were really poor in quality. Mm. And so you would have people uh, at, uh, in my ward who would watch some of the videos and mention I ought to get a microphone or uh, you know get as high, just higher quality uh, in the beginning. And so we've made lots of changes that way. I would film around the house in different locations or spots. And I'm like, I finally settled into a desk position that mm-hmm. just felt more natural. It's very and, symmetrical. I yeah, like yeah, it. You've yeah, got the yeah, bookshelves yeah. up there. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's interesting how like, despite what the content is of your video, like if the aesthetic is poor, like you yeah. immediately lose credibility. Know, like it's true. You could have a PhD in ancient, you know, Hebrew yeah. studies, but if it doesn't look good, yeah. then nobody's going to listen yeah, to you. It's, it's true. It's true. So, so what Jeff does for people that haven't seen his videos is uh, really what I've noticed, at least in the, in the ones that I've seen, is you pull in, basically you, you're just offering this, you know, bounty of information from all these different sources. You're saying this is, so here's the tough topic and here's what all of these different sources have to say about it. And, you know, here are your, you know, faithful options if if you want to go for a faithful route. Yeah, that's what I do. And I try to, I mean, I'll I'll interject my opinions and things here and there. And I guess the the whole maybe 
tone of it is my opinion. But that's exactly right. I want him to say, look, this is I've, I've tried to do a bunch of work that maybe you don't want to do and you want the Cliff Notes version. Yeah, yeah. And here's a bunch of great resources and things that are out there to just pull it into a short video. Right. And and the sad thing is that there are a lot of videos uh, on YouTube that will pull out, you know, they'll search church history or whatever for the isolated, uh, you know, negative comments or, yeah. or problems or whatever, and then they'll just present that. Yeah. And that's a, you know, or, or there's a, there's a there's also a scary thing that I found, too. Um, and, and cause I'll watch what videos are out there on different topics before I'll do one just to get ideas, um, of how people have addressed different things. And I, I'll find ones that uh, are, uh, wolf in sheep's clothing almost where they're, they're, they're putting it out there as though it's like this faithful addressing of the topic. And then I'm like, no, no, this took this total curveball at the end yeah. to try and, and I thought, wow. If you haven't really studied this deep, you might have really taken that yeah. that ending answer is that that was the, the finality of it. No, 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 it's not. That happened to me uh, a couple of weeks ago. I had a suggested video pop up on the side of my screen, and it was like this sweet, you know, young lady. That made me sound really old. <laughs> sweet young lady that was talking about the Book of Mormon or something, and I was like, oh, this looks great. She looks like you know a a charming, faithful, you know, Latter-day Saint doing what she can on YouTube. And I go on there and it's just like terrible. And you're just like, man, yeah. they got me. Yeah. But this this one had this soft church music flowing through it. Oh, this is definitely from an a active member putting this out. You know, it was not, you know, you got to be careful. It's just like, the thing is like, I, it's one thing to like, want to share your beliefs with someone like that's what we're trying to do is we're just trying to share our beliefs with people but if your whole purpose is to destroy somebody else's beliefs like why why like i don't know if that's the way christ would do things yeah Yeah. i was going to share this quote that i just love from elder pearson at that conference Mm -hmm. where he talked about leveling the playing field (laughs) this is this literally how he he worded he said um it's essential that members create and promote. So if you're not creating, at least know what's out there to help pr- help promote it. Mm. Online content that effectively communicates what the church believes in clear, authentic, and engaging ways, especially on some of the most prevalent search topics. Access to understandable answers to critical questions and concerns that can help correct misunderstandings about the church and remove stumbling blocks to faith. And then he says it can also level the playing field for the sincere truth seeker to find and recognize the truth in a world increasingly hostile to faith. Mm. I thought that was really good. I think one of the really, the key words there was uh, being authentic. Yeah. Because I think that a lot of people who have left the church have left because uh, maybe we pretended like we did have all of the answers. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! And frankly, it's okay to be like, you know what? I don't know the answer to this question. Yeah. I, I like to think that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints doesn't have all the answers, mm. but they do have all the answers that matter. Yeah. The answers that you need. I love uh, Lawrence Corbett, Elder Lawrence Corbett spoke at BYU about a month ago, and he gave this amazing talk, and he talked about the primary questions and the secondary mm. questions. And I thought it was interesting how he... He said the secondary questions are kind of... can become endless sometimes. Mm-hmm. And he says it's interesting if you, if you learn and understand... Um, 
and answer the secondary questions, they don't necessarily answer the primary questions. Hmm. And those primary questions are what we need to know. That's where our testimony is really based on. And, and if you answer the primary questions, a lot of times you see the secondary questions in a very different light. Yeah. Yeah. So how you've been on YouTube for how long now? Uh, about eight months. Eight months. Yeah. And what's the response been? How it, YouTube is a rough place sometimes. I know. I know. Well, I'm not as brave as you guys are, so I decided to not allow comments. Oh, okay, gotcha. On there. So it That's hasn't it hasn't been out. as rough as it's probably been for you guys. <laughs> no, but um, I actually I I wanted to build this library of content that would essentially do what I what I said my goals were, and I figured there were other arenas and areas where you could debate the different things, and I'll share them to different spots on Facebook, for example, and they do get some debate going with mm -hmm. there, and I thought this is maybe the right venue for that. I'd rather just keep this to a place where people can go and not necessarily get wrapped up in the comment section. Mm -hmm. uh, I allow likes and dislikes and those kind of things, and um, but you know it's. So it's probably, it hasn't been as rough as I think it could have been if I allowed comments because I have had to debate different things. Um, but there have been, so you have had some experiences involved yeah. with the channel uh, that you would consider spiritual experiences. Oh, yeah. I have had some amazing experiences where just really people have said, hey, you have helped me remove a lot of things I had put on the shelf and I've, I've got this comfort level. And I had this amazing experience too that I was, I was mentioning to you before the show where um, I had had where I just felt like there were multiple promptings that happened. I was just um, visiting with uh, an acquaintance of mine and shared this uh, church finances video I'd done. Church finances, disconcerting or miraculous. That was the title. Um, so it gives you, I try to think of these different titles or ways to say what I'm trying to say in the mm -hmm. title. Um, but I thought, I don't know if he's been watching any of the videos on my channel. I knew he knew about the channel, but I just mentioned, hey, I think you might like this church finances video. He says, hey, that sounds like a cool topic. So he watched it that night. A week later, um, he has this uh, uh, lady pop into his head to call this lady. It was an old administrative assistant that he hadn't talked to her in like 10 years. Hmm. But uh, much older lady than him, but he still thought it was kind of maybe not appropriate to call her. It was just kind of weird. Like, why would he? That same day, she calls him. Hmm. And he's like, whoa, he just thought, this is a sign. Like, I need, I'm supposed to talk to this lady. And she, she calls him and she starts talking about her spouse was struggling with the church. And she thought of Keith to call him. And the topic was church finances. That was the topic. And he says, are you kidding? I just saw this amazing video on this. So he forwards her the video. That night, he gets a text back saying, my husband said, this, this was it. This is what he needed to hear. And it was interesting because he said it was, it was not church produced. Like he needed it to be from an independent source, yeah. which, which Elder Pearson talked about. In fact, I'll, I'll share this quote. He said, when he was speaking to us, he talked about these independent voices. Church produced content might appear more polished and professional, but yours will be viewed as more authentic. There's that word again. Yeah, authentic. Mm. And he says, independent voices are needed in reaching out to those among us who are struggling to find and sustain faith and in responding to those who unfairly criticize, misrepresent, distort, and demean the, the history, doctrine, and leadership of the church. So, yeah, it was a good, a good experience. You know, he also shared with us some, some fascinating statistics. So if you remember in the last conference, President Udorf talked about how small the church is relative to the world. Yeah. Remember those statistics, 16.6 million to 7.67.7 million? Well, he took it a step further. He said of those 7.6 billion or whatever, there's about 6.6 .6 billion roughly that have never heard of the church. Mm -hmm. He said awareness is an issue. So he talked about technology is the key. 
for awareness that they think in the future for sharing the gospel. He says, well, we're waiting for more to be revealed on where this is going to go. But he says, help us, help us. We, we, this is a key part of getting out. And then he said, of the billion that know us, half have an unfavorable opinion of us. And much of it's from the miscommunication that's gone on. He says, help. Help us there because you can do a lot too. We And he said, we need these independent voices yeah. out there. It's an important thing. For some, it's just, uh, a lot of people don't trust the, the the official church, you know, or any kind of, you know, official organization. Yeah, especially today. It's kind of a trend, don't you think? I mean, the institutional yeah. thing, it's... Institutional, it's just, that's yeah, what it that's is. The, that's the word. I was like a negative word. Mm. So, yeah. Do you have any experience like teaching in church or, or have you been a Sunday school teacher or anything? I have, and, yeah. And how does like a lesson differ from, you know, what you do on YouTube? Yeah, it's, there's a there's a big difference. It's a great question. I've been the gospel doctrine teacher in my ward the last four years. And oh, so I have been and um, I love it. I absolutely love the love it. Um, but it's it, video is very different because a video feels like it's in cement. You know, you've done you've done it, and it's this permanent record, essentially, of, of all this work and research that you've done, and your testimony, in a sense. Yeah. And it's there forever. It's this it's this amazing feeling that you have from for better from, or worse. For, yeah, for, but yeah, you're right. Sometimes <laughs> it is the for worse, but but I do love that. Versus a lesson. I mean. It's wonderful. Um, I'm always trying to challenge the class at the end. I'm challenging myself, saying, "Okay, what? So then, what? From yeah. this discussion today, what? What? You know, what is our invitation or our challenge for ourselves?" Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it fades. You know, where the video is this permanent record. Mm-hmm. Hmm. YouTube, man. <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great place, and we need we need to increase, right? The, so, the... what advice would you give people who like? Latter-day Saints who might feel a similar prompting? Well, I would say to um, help gather Israel, hasten the work, um, to just just do it. Um, And if you don't feel comfortable doing it, then get familiar with what's out there. Like this person I was telling you about, just have have those resources, bookmark them, subscribe, whatever, and know what's there so that you can, like President Udorf said, just in your natural life, it, it have those spots and the, the the spirit can prompt you and bring things to your remembrance if you know and you've experienced it It'll bring it to your remembrance but only if you've seen it first right so take the time to figure out what's there so you can point people to it who can you shout out for us i mean we've got saints unscripted we've got uh yeah. lds q a latter-day, latter-day saints q a yeah. uh well the the um the ones that I love are Fair, Fair Mormon, yeah. um, Book of Mormon Central, the Interpreter Foundation, um, Morgan Foundation. They've got a bunch of stuff. Um, and those are uh, LDS Perspectives. That's a podcast. They also do stuff on, on mm-hmm. through YouTube. But that's that's actually my favorite podcast. But So those, I think those are the big, biggest ones that I love. And think, oh, Saints Unscripted, of course. There, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I think there's one called LDS Truth Claims. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, Are you familiar with that yes. one? Yes, yeah. It's it's, one. it's it, all it is is a guy, uh, yeah. you know, kind of teaching. He, he's teaching a group of people there, but he's got TV and yeah. a slideshow and yeah. stuff. But I find it's it very a, informational. Yeah. Um, it's surprising how little there is, quite frankly, mm-hmm. out there at this point today. So, but it's becoming familiar with it and being able to point people to it. And what is out there is some pretty darn good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it's because the church is. The gospel we live is it's pretty darn good and it's got you know it's a hard thing to 
to contend with sometimes. It's powerful. If you watch all those evidences videos I have on my channel, uh, it's it's it's, a lot it's of powerful. Good stuff. It's powerful when you realize, you know, it's uh, it's just like Elder Holland said. You know, we sh we shouldn't. Um, in fact, I have one one last quote on that. Elder Maxwell in 1976 predicted. There will be a convergence of discoveries, never enough, mind you, to remove the need for faith, but to make plain and plausible what the modern prophets have been saying all along. I love that. And then one, one last quote, because I forgot to share this earlier, but it's one of my absolute favorites on why we're doing what we're doing. So this is the, the British theologian, Austin Farrar. He's been quoted by Elder Holland and Elder Maxwell with this quote. Though argument does not create conviction, lack of it destroys belief. What seems to be proved may not be embraced, but what no one shows the ability to defend is quickly abandoned. And this is my sentence. Rational argument does not create belief, but it maintains a climate in which belief may flourish. Hmm. So it's a, this delicate balance between having enough proof to foster faith, yeah. but, you know, not... And allow people to feel the spirit. Having... Yeah, and... and... Yeah, have that enough evidence for faith not to be yeah. totally blind. Yeah. I think I think that's how God works. I think I don't think there will ever be this that because if you just look at how mortality has been designed, it, it's not His way. Yeah, and that it's interesting. Perfect faith, like studying the New Testament, it's interesting how often He like does a miracle, which is just awesome. And like if anyone's there seeing that miracle, like it's obviously a sign and evidence that this is you know the Christ. But then he says to the person who he did the miracle for, don't tell anybody, yeah. which is so yeah, interesting because yeah. that's where like he, he's fostering the faith yeah. and and nothing's so concrete because yeah. you know, not everybody knows that this is what's going on. Anyways, Jeff Roundy, everybody, check out his channel, Latter-day Saint Q&A. Uh, he's got a lot of great information on there and a lot of it, I mean, we do a talk show here and because we're just, you know, talking about things a lot of times, we miss a lot of stuff, but Jeff's stuff is, uh, pretty darn comprehensive. He pulls in a lot of great resources. Subscribe to his channel, subscribe to our channel, leave a comment below if you've got some, um, if, if you want to, you can delve into our comment section and, and answer any comments that come up yeah. there for you, but, uh, <laughs> thanks for watching. We'll see you guys later. Good. Thanks. Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.